Hello, and welcome to the Eidolon Playtest Podcast, a new podcast from us, me. I'm Luke. I'm I'm talking right now, and I'm joined by Molly. Hi. Molly, we made a game. We made a game. We made a tabletop We're making a game. game. We are in the process of making a game. We have created an 80-page document that you can use to play a game. You That is possible. It yes. is a thing you can do with it. So... Yeah, uh, like a couple years ago. God, was it like two years that we did Silver Pines already? Uh, I think it's. I think it probably started two years ago and then ended God, last yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah, man. Anyway, we played uh, a role-playing game that we had a lot of fun with. And then once that finished, I wanted to do another campaign. Uh, and I wanted to set it. I wanted to kind of do a Persona JoJo's Bizarre Adventure type game with it. And uh, I tried to look around for systems that we could use for that. And it turns out there's not many that work very well for that. No. And you you decided on uh, monsters and other childish things. Which right. is a system that I bet if we'd pay more attention to uh, would have been good for its own thing. But it, it wasn't yeah. what we needed. Yeah. Someone recommended monsters and other childish things to me, which is a system about... Uh, kids who have like imaginary friends that are also kind of like monsters under the bed that kind of thing and there are a lot of ways in which it feels like uh stands from jojo or or personas from persona and it it kind of maps but also that's a very crunch eh, crunchy is maybe the wrong word it's a weird can system say? can i just say too many dice yeah. a lot of dice too is many thing. dice in that thing yeah yeah it has kind of a novel approach i think it's based on Another game that I'm blanking on the name of, but um, we're not here to it, promote them anyway. No, we're not. That's true. Um, it's it's complicated. It was hard to like figure out what the probabilities for actions succeeding were, and it was it was a little bit of a mess. And also, part of that was we didn't read the rule book very good. We tried, but about halfway through that, uh, I got the idea that we should just make our own system. Yes. And I started working on it, except I'm bad at working on things. I right. have horrible executive dysfunction. Yeah. So it really just kind of sat in a Google Doc for months until we were talking, and I forget exactly what the process was, but I gave you access to the doc, and you just immediately started adding shit to it. Yeah. And kind of jump-started the whole thing. Yeah, you know, it started working. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, we kind of have been working on it for, like, a little over a year now, I think. We've been working on it for a good long time now. Because we yeah. started on it before uh, our game Silver Pines ended. Right. We started uh, it before, like, PAX South 2008, 2019? Yeah. I think so, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I, I remember being at a restaurant with some people and, and telling them about the game then. Gotcha. Okay, well then, yes. So, yeah. So, yeah, it's been about a year. Yeah. Year and change. Uh, and that has not all been continuous work. Again, horrible executive dysfunction. But, you know, we've, we've got it across the finish busy. line, kind of. Yeah, also, we life... We all kinds of other podcasts. Be nice. Life exists. Um, But, yeah, we got this game to a point where... It's, like, technically done, but we don't actually know if it's any good. Right. So Which is where this comes test in. It. 
And yeah, that that is we're starting a podcast to do that. We've uh, um we've kicked around the idea of doing because at first we were we had some ideas for doing an actual play uh, back when, uh, but for whatever reason we decided not to. We had too much on the plate already. Right. Um, we did stream like our uh tabletop sessions from other games that we had played but it wasn't anything like serious and we were not making an actual play right i made a three minute long flash uh animation like anime op for that game and that was a stupid use of my time bangs though it was it came out really good it slaps but it was a stupid use of my time yeah i don't know if it was the most useful but it's great uh, yeah, I hey, you know, I'm proud I'm proud of the final result. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Uh yeah, so I thought it might be fun before we get into the actual campaigns if we just kind of talked about what we made a little bit. Let, let uh, people know yeah. what they're in for. Yeah, this is this is Eidolon. Um it is a tabletop role-playing game. Uh, excuse me, it's called Eidolon Become Your Best Self. Yeah, that, I always the forget the subtitle. Yeah, Eidolon colon Become Your Best Self. Uh, and yeah, it is a, it's a Powered by the Apocalypse game. Um, I follow, I started following a couple, like, tabletop nerd type people on Twitter recently, and I'm learning that it's become, like, a horrible cliche to make your own, uh, PBTA game now, and it's like... Everyone thinks it's uncool now. Too bad we eh, did fuck it. Fuck it, we did it. I don't even care. <laughs> this wasn't late. even for anybody. This was just for us. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully it's for other people. Hopefully other people will like it. But at I the end like of the day, I would like to make at least a couple bucks off of this when it's I would ready like to sell. ten dollars. Hey, ten dollars would be great. That's a fiver for the both of us. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh. Yeah. And. Like like we said, it's inspired by JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and Persona, which if you're not familiar with either of those properties, uh, they're kind of... Persona's definitely riffing off of JoJo. Uh, JoJo is a very long-running manga series where all the heroes can summon cool ghosts that are like their souls turned into like powerful monsters or just weird buff men that they use to punch each other. And then they like explode into apples they all have weird powers they all have weird powers sometimes you get to make a mirror dimension other times you can turn any living thing into any other living thing yeah other times it just gets really problematic and you kind of don't have any fun for several episodes true very true i fucking love jojo's bizarre adventure but boy there's some rough ones in there there's some real there's some real bad ones in there yeah i stopped watching it that i can't blame you um, and I don't think we need to talk about how weird and rough Persona is. No, no, especially with, uh, it, it will have probably been a couple weeks ago that Persona Royal came out by the time people are hearing this. Yes. And, yeah, you can just Google Persona Royal problems and probably get a whole bunch of stuff. Probably a lot of stuff. But wh- yeah. what it comes down to, um, is that we wanted to make a game that was based on the summoning of your own soul t- with which to do battle. Yeah, and like the things that Persona kind of brings to the mix with that is that it makes it all much more like psychological and like, oh, it's not just here's a cool monster I can summon like a Pokemon. It's, 
here's a cool monster that is like a reflection of who I am with like powers that are like related to my like psychology and I'm going to go into like a shadow world made out of people's like dreams or whatever. Fuck yeah. Kind of yeah, adding this cool kind of like metaphysical layer to it where it's not just cool fights. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I, I think we've done an okay job capturing those two properties, or the things we like about them, at least, uh, in this game. Yes, uh, we have done a lot of work at keeping it very open-ended, Yeah, uh, which, you know, you gotta, at the end of the day, this game is about having cool fights and also trusting your table. Yeah, 100%. We have a section called Play in Good Faith that's like several pages long just about hey don't be a dick yeah don't don't be an asshole because uh to work the game has to allow you to do many things right like if if like looking at just jojo like there is a stand in jojo's bizarre adventure that is a giant cargo ship there's also a stand that can like skip forward in time so that it can like dodge stuff from the future there's also one that can magnetically magnetically control the iron in your blood and turn it into scissors. That's fucked up. Oh you yeah, the Metallica the Metallica fight is rough to look at. <laughs> That's gross. Don't like yeah. it. Uh-huh. Uh but yeah, so to have a rule system that can cover like that broad of a possibility space is kind of hard to do. Um so we kind of have to uh say Listen, just be nice. <laughs> Play with it and just be nice. Yeah. And I mean, we do have, you know, some guardrails and, and guidelines. Uh, you know, we have playbooks like any PB... Or, I'm not going to say like any, like many PBTA games. Yes. Uh, you know, basically character classes. Um, the thing... The way your powers work in this is that every playbook has a sentence that describes their power... Uh, that has blanks in it, and you can fill them in kind of like a Mad Lib to just be whatever you want. Like, yeah. I just randomly scrolled to the Alchemist playbook in this document, who, it, his power, the Alchemist's power is, my Eidolon can transform any blank it touches into blank. And you can just make that whatever you feel you like. Just do whatever. Right. But also, be, you know, because there's such an emphasis on that play in good faith idea, you can't just be... You can't just write down, my Eidolon can transform any living person it touches into a dead person. <laughs> right. You don't want to write, you can turn anything into anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's a combination of, you want to purposely, you don't want to try to break the game with that. Cause, I mean, you can, and like maybe you'll have fun doing that, you know, depending on your group. Um. But I think the idea is, you know, you get to decide what limitations you put on yourself and, like, the ways in which you're going to force yourself to be clever about using your power. Yeah. Go wild. Yeah. It's also very much like, you can write whatever you want there. Your GM and your fellow players have to be cool with what you've got. Yep. Uh, and you can, you know, discuss that, but it's not solely up to you what goes in there. Yes. Be cool. Um, yeah, just just be cool, please. Just chill. I think what we ended up settling on is like, listen, if you're 
if you have someone in your group that is going to like break this game by abusing all the rules, then you don't want to play a game with them anyway. Yeah, doesn't sound like a good. That uh, does not sound like a good time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that said, like something I've been really kind of cautious about with that is I don't want to like lean on that idea too hard and make it where like someone is trying to play in good faith, but the rules are murky enough that they are kind of accidentally breaking things anyway, even though they're not trying to. Yeah. So, I don't know. It, it's a really tricky balance, and we'll see We'll see how good of a job yeah, we did, I guess. We're hoping we got it right. Yeah. I'm hoping we got it right. I'm also half expecting that we got it wrong in many places, and that we'll be doing a lot of revision to this book as we go through this podcast. Yep, and that's why we're playtesting. <laughs> that's why we're playtesting. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, there are nine playbooks in this game, so how this podcast is going to work is we have two different groups that are going to meet on alternating weeks and play through two different campaigns, and uh, their episodes will release on alternating weeks. Uh, because Yeah, so one group has five people, one group has four people, that way we've got every playbook getting stress-tested. Yes. Yeah. They all and, gotta be checked. Yep, and I need to prepare notes and GM two different campaigns. Dummy. Stupid. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh, this is... Ex- Why didn't I force you to do one of these? Well, fuck that, I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Because I've never GM'd a campaign before. Hey, you know, fair. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna be I, good at it. I'm, I'm weirdly feeling up to the challenge, I don't know. I think it'll be fun. You're gonna do great. I, I, think, I think it'll be okay. It's going to be good. We're going to have a great yeah. time. Uh, Yeah. Just kind of real quick. Do you want to run through the, the playbooks? Uh, We have... Oh, let me open it again. Hang on. Uh-oh. Yeah. Well, I've got it right here. I can start. We yeah. Our first one is the Vanguard, who is very much like the uh, Jotaro from JoJo's kind of class. It's just they punch good. They punch good. That's just how yeah. it is. Yeah, their uh, their power is my Eidolon obliterates enemies by blank. Uh, kind of one of the big restrictions on them is that they can't do long range attacks with their Eidolon unless they get a special move to do it. Yeah, uh, um, because otherwise it, you can just use that class to do anything. Yeah, it's it's a very tough tough guy class, T- yes. tough person. Uh, Going hard. Yeah. They they have kind of like subclasses where like they can spec in one direction called Daredevil, where they do more damage but also take more damage, and one called Power of Friendship, where they're better at like assisting people and can like get more benefits from their friends. Yeah, it's like whether you want to be the cool loner, you know, Jotaro type, or whether you want to be like the shonen, the the more traditional shonen protagonist that just believes in their friends so hard that they punch God or whatever. Love that. Love, Love to punch, punch God. God. Love it. <laughs> uh, after that, we have the Infiltrator. Yeah. Uh, the power for the Infiltrator is my Eidolon can cloak itself for detection by blank and attack from hiding by blank. Um, you know, stealth class. Uh, yeah. Does long range attacks usually. Um, yeah. Can. If, if, if you're familiar with JoJo, it's like the the Hanged Man or the Man in the Mirror uh, or the Clash. There's a lot of these in JoJo. I would imagine, yes. Yeah, because it's a lot of the heroes being like, where are we being attacked from? Oh, no. Yeah, so um, there is that one. 
Uh, is there anything else to really say about it? I think it's very self-explanatory. It's pretty self-explanatory. You're sneaky. You're sneaky. You can, You're ambushing yeah, it, people. Yeah. Uh, I do like that some of its advanced moves let it, like, forcefully cloak other stuff. Yes, that's fun. Yeah, like, what's, uh, like, one of its, like, final moves it can learn is everything fades. You can cloak any inanimate object your idol on is touching, regardless of size. Uh, I'm not gonna go through the, the overdrive yeah, don't need to the go stats the or anything, stuff, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, it, it either, like, stays cloaked until you will it to appear, or if you roll a 7 to 9, it'll stay cloaked for 30 minutes of in-game time, after which it'll reappear at the GM's discretion. I think that's a fun one. It's fun. It's a good time. Yeah. Uh, after that, we've got The Navigator, which is uh, more Persona-inspired than JoJo. It's it's Futaba from Persona 5 or Risei from Persona 4, kind of the the one whose Persona kind of sits back and analyzes situations. Gets you the map data. Yeah, if you do want to map it to JoJo, it's kind of like uh, Aerosmith from Part 5. Oh, Aerosmith. Uh, yeah. 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 Aerosmith is more like a... Fa- Offensive, but the the carbon dioxide raider that it raid raider radar raider <laughs> the carbon dioxide radar. radar that Aerosmith has is very in line with the navigator. Yeah, and yeah, their power is my eidolon can perfectly sense blank in the area around it. Yeah, very simple, straight to the point. Yeah. It's good stuff. I do like. I gave some examples of how you could use the eidolon powers in each of these playbooks. I'm a big fan of the possibility I offered, which is my Eidolon can perfectly sense the romantic tension in the area around it. Not sure how useful that would be, but it's definitely a good one. I Yeah, I, I think if you're creative, you could really make use of that one. Yeah, yeah, you might be able to. <laughs> um, after that, we got the Alchemist. Uh, we went over that power. My Eidolon can transform any blank it touches into blank. This is your yeah. this is your journal. Yeah, it's, it's Giorno Giovanna, it's Josuke Higashigata. Uh, yeah, you, you turn shit into other shit. You can heal people, you yeah. can uh, blow stuff up, you can you can change stuff into other stuff. It's wild. Yeah. I, um, the Alchemist, I, I think if I was playing and not GMing, I might want to do Alchemist. Alchemist seems fun. Yeah. It seems like a good time. Uh, after that, we've got The Virtuoso. Which is, my Eidolon is a real physical blank, and I'm so good with it that when I use it, I can blank. Uh, so this is, there's a few characters in JoJo's whose thing is that, like, like in part three, you have Whole Horse, who just has a gun that is his stand. Fuck yeah. And when he shoots it, he can make the bullets go, like, like he can bend them like in Wanted. Just like in Wanted. <laughs> just like in Wanted. Hit film Wanted. Hit film Wanted, starring Morgan Freeman. That's him. <laughs> and Angelina Jolie. Yeah. They got some people for that. Anyway, that's not the point. Morgan Freeman tells Angelina Jolie to kill the, the main character, and instead she shoots her bullet in a circle so it Around kills everyone kills else in the room, including her. her. Yep. Yep. I, listen, I've seen that movie. <laughs> God, the guy hits the other guy with the keyboard, and the keys to spell out fuck you come out. Yep. <sighs> Is Wanted good? I can't no. be, right? No, no, it's not. <laughs> I'm not going to rewatch it to find out. No, it's bad. Anyway, yeah, the Virtuoso. You can use an item so good that it's supernatural. Yes. Uh, which is fun. Yeah, definitely. You can, you can uh, come up with all, Obviously, you can come up with all kinds of shit, because your Eidolon could be any object. 
Right, yeah. I mean, some of the examples I have in here are, my Eidolon is a real physical laptop computer, and I'm so good with it that when I use it, I can hack reality itself. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, we have the veteran after that. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of the tough guy. You've been through it for a while. Your Eidolon can provide critical support by blank. Um, yeah. You choose a former playbook that you've had uh, that your Eidolon used to do or can still do. But for the most part, you're supporting folks with it. And it's it's kind of supposed to be kind of a mentor kind of deal. Yeah. It, it's very much supposed to be, uh, it's it's Joseph from Stardust Crusaders. You know, you have a cool stand, you have a cool Eidolon, but it's weaker, it's more of a support role. You kind of have a pool of experience that you can draw on to do cool shit at critical moments, but you can't rely on it all the time because you're just, that you've moved past that phase of your life. Yes. Uh, and then after that, we have got The Beast... Uh, which is if you want to be an animal with an idol on. Yeah. Uh, which, again, yeah, that anyone familiar with JoJo's, you know, you know Iggy, you know Coco Jumbo. Who who doesn't? <laughs> well, like, Coco Jumbo is a turtle. Oh, okay. And it has a, like, little hotel room inside of its shell that you can, like, warp into. Oh, yeah, I remember this guy. Yeah. What a, what a pal. What a friend. What a pal. I don't think it would be very fun to roleplay as Coco Jumbo. No. But you could do it if you wanted but to. But you can. Uh, for the Beast, I kind of borrowed a concept from Dungeon World. I read a lot of other PBTA books and stole a lot of ideas from them. I mean, you know, that's just kind of how it is. Own. Uh, but yeah, the uh, Dungeon World has a playbook called The Barbarian, which is... Uh, I forget how they phrase it, but, like, you choose a hunger that you have. Because uh, I think the Barbarian is supposed to be very much, like, a Conan-type character. Yeah. Uh, and the idea there is that, like, oh, when you satisfy your hunger, you get bonuses. So that's been translated into the Beast, where you have uh, animal instincts you can choose from. That uh, when you satisfy, like, if, if you have an instinct that you want food, then... If you get food, you get a bonus. Love food. Love food. The animals, lo- they love food. And, like, I'm, I'm like, mentally playtesting this in my head while I'm reading this. I'm like, man, someone is gonna just play as, like, a dog with a bag of trail mix around their neck, and they're gonna try to get that food bonus all the Hell time. Hell yeah. That, I mean, that bangs. What? That's good <laughs> shit. <laughs> What do you want me to tell you? Well, no, because getting the bag of trail mix would satisfy the desire. They don't get it every time they take a bite. Yeah, but they should. <laughs> no. Hell yeah. <laughs> Munching. Uh, and then what do we have next? Uh, we have the inhuman, uh, which is we have a concept of the undertow uh, in this game, which is the subconscious world uh, that, you know, everybody on earth everybody in your setting contributes to um and you can you can be a shade from the undertow uh which means you kind of are an eidolon in a way yeah uh and that's you Uh, right yeah this is uh this is another more persona inspired one it's it's teddy from persona 4 or morgana from p5 yeah morgana 
Yeah, you're yeah, just a weird shadow you. creature, but you're a good guy. But you're a good guy. Yeah, I have yeah, a good time. And uh, your power is just my Eidolon can blank, because you're a weird shadow monster, and there's no limits on what you can do. Yeah. Again, Except for, you it, know. Th- there's a reason we wrote, like, five pages about why you have to not be an asshole while you play this <laughs> game. <laughs> it's very open-ended. Yeah. Um, this class interacts a lot with some of the other mechanics that are in the game, like the the, the dissonance clock. Yeah. Uh, stuff like that. I don't know if we need to go into that at in this podcast, but it will surely come up in the actual. In the It'll actual come play. up. Basically, it's if you if enough bad things happen, uh, your eidolon turns evil and like gets away from you and yeah. becomes a persona boss fight. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So yeah, it, it has a lot of stuff related to that. Yeah. Uh, and then the last class we have is the wild card, which is. Uh, Straight up just a class to be a Persona protagonist. Yeah. Where you, you don't use... have one set uh, Eidolon. It changes constantly. Uh, and this like this class has like sort of a gambling theme to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, where you are constantly kind of making risky moves and changing out what playbooks moves you get to use. Yeah. I This one is weird. And I really like it in concept. I will be curious to see how well it works when we play test. We've done a little bit of uh, of play with it. We d- we did a little bit of play testing before, and I played with the wild card because it is so weird. Yeah, and we don't want to inflict this on people without really checking it out. You kind um, of already have to know the game inside and out to really like use the wild card playbook yes. without like slowing everything to a crawl while you look through the entire game. Yeah, and you know that's not the easiest thing to do. But what I will say is it's very fast-paced and fun. It's it's a good time if you are uh, constantly using your moves. It's yeah. it is fun to play. Yeah, yeah. I, I it's a cool idea and if it doesn't work right now, I sure hope we can refine it and make it work. Yeah. That's that's going to be the dream is making this one work. Yeah. Do you have like obviously we both feel pretty confident about where we've gotten this to. That's why we're sharing it with other people. Yeah. Do you have any predictions for like trouble spots we might run into as we start running these games? Uh, I, it's just a lot of not seeing uh, things that we accidentally made broken is going to be my yeah. guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything specific because yeah. you know we've we've spent a lot of time looking over these moves and trying to figure out whether they're good or not. We've put a lot of precautionary lines in there to try and fix it right. uh, and fix things and make sure that that doesn't happen, but. Uh, you know, we're not perfect. <laughs> Absolutely. The part I'm, like, the most kind of worried about is the combat and, like, the damage systems. Just because yeah. that's that's the place where this game gets actually, like, numbers heavy in a way that I don't know if we've done the math right where these numbers make any sense, you know? Right. I mean, and that I mean, that's why we're playtesting. That, that one specifically yeah. is why we're doing it, because we only threw some numbers and they're like, yeah, sure, looks good. Right. Yeah. Fuck it. I'm very much like I'm kind of trying to take the Paper Mario uh, combat design ethos and just have all of the numbers be very low. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't think it's possible to have like higher than like three attack damage. If I that sounds right. right. There might be a way to get to four with the Vanguard. Maybe. Maybe. 
Probably. Uh, yeah. But yeah, hopefully like that makes sense. And I I am concerned that I'm going to do a couple weeks of uh, both campaigns and y'all are just going to completely steamroll every enemy I throw at you until I throw something at you that you just can't do anything about at all. Yep. I mean, that's possible. Yeah. Uh, We'll have to fix it on the fly. I'm imagining having to do a lot of tweaking with that. Which I guess that's something to keep in mind while you're listening to episodes of this show, is that the rule book is 100% subject to change from episode to episode as we tweak things. Yep. Uh, Hopefully it'll be kind of fun to, like, see that, like, balancing... Uh, process happen in the background of this should be fun who doesn't yeah. who doesn't love to see this change in real time yeah it gives you a little bit of a different look at stuff i have you designed games before molly no me neither yeah we're both no. completely new to this yeah so, we're dumb know, as hell who, who knows <laughs> um we'll probably my guess is we'll do like one or two more of these episodes to talk about like okay yep that was broken here's what we did right well, uh, right now on the Patreon, which I was about to bring up, it says that we're doing these once a month. Oh, okay. Well, we're doing them once a month. <laughs> so, yeah, right now this game exists as a Google Doc. Uh, we got a cool logo made, but other yeah. than that, there's really no visual pizzazz to it at all. Uh, it's just It's just an 80-page long Google Doc. Uh, we are looking into getting illustrations done for it, uh, but those cost money. Yeah, they, they sure do. I'm either going to have to teach myself, uh, how to do book layout stuff or else get someone to do it for me. And if so, that'll cost money. That does cost money. Uh, so to try and make it so I don't, again, we're not, I'm not anticipating too many people actually buying this just because, you know, eh. That's just how it is. We're not setting expectations super high. Yeah. Uh, And I'd really love it if this whole thing wasn't a net negative on my bank account. Yeah. (laughs) Which I'm already in the hole because I got that logo commissioned. Yep. Um, So we are launching a Patreon along with this podcast. Uh, The way it's going to work, for $1 a month, you get early access to all of the episodes, um, which will hopefully mean you get them at least a week in advance. That's the idea. That's the idea. Uh, for $3 a month, you will get this uh, future episodes of this podcast we're doing right now. This one we're putting out for free. But in the future, these monthly episodes where me and Molly kind of talk about the game and what we're rebalancing and stuff are going to be locked behind that $3 tier. Yep. And then for $5 a month, you get... Uh, your name shouted out at the end of every episode, and you get early access to the game. I will give you a link to this shitty Google Doc, and you can read it. Uh, you can run games yourself with it, and hopefully you can give us feedback so that more people are playtesting it than just us. That would be lovely. Mm-hmm. We would love yeah, that. Yeah, that, that would be fantastic. Um, yeah. I, yeah. Oh, I should probably... Hmm. Should probably give the link to that yeah, Patreon, Yeah, what's the link huh? to that Patreon, Luke? That is patreon.com slash Eidolonplaytest. Uh, Eidolon is spelled E-I-D-O-L-O-N. 
Y'all know how to spell Eidolon? Well, it's probably in your podcast feed right now. Yeah. So, you know. You found us. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. Is there anything else we have to to touch on here? I don't think so. Um, Thanks for listening. This is going to be... This is new territory for everybody involved, I think. So, should be pretty fun. Yeah. So, I think how this is going to work... I'm recording this... We're recording this weeks before anything is actually coming out. Uh, we have not recorded anything from either campaign yet. Uh, our The first session of one of the games is tomorrow. Yep. I think how this is going to go, I will probably put this out a couple days before the first proper episode of this podcast. That's probably smart. Yeah. Uh, which means that in a couple days, not sure exactly how many, because I don't know the release schedule for this show yet, but... In a few days, you will get the first episode of Eidolon Pop, which is a campaign uh, inspired by Persona about a group of college kids and their professor getting sucked into a weird shadow world and things happening with that. Mm-hmm. I've got just a like several pages of very stupid lore already written up for all of that. Love it. And uh, then the week after that, you will get episode one of Eidolon Rock, which is uh, a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure-inspired campaign. Molly's going to be playing in that. That's where I am. Yeah. And uh, that is going to be about a small Las Vegas gang all getting Eidolons and having a real crazy road trip. Hell yeah. Uh, I'm very excited about both games. Everyone loves a road trip. Everyone loves a road trip. Not everyone loves college. No, so no, no, no. I'm not. I'm going to. I will simply not start a rivalry over <laughs> these two shows. <laughs> I mean, you probably shouldn't. Yeah, no, I'm not going to. Listen. All right. These, these are goofs. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, I really. I, the char- We have not like completed character creation for these yet because I want to get that on the episodes. But the ideas people have been floating to me have all been extremely good. Yes. Like, the ideal for this is that uh, we end up making a really cool, great game that people love. Uh, that would be cool. But I think I think at the very least, this is going to be a fun podcast to make and listen to. I sure hope so. I think, I think, it, I think we can achieve that much. I think we could do it. We've done some podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think this will be a fun listen, and hopefully it will result in a fun product. Totally. Yeah. Um, but if that's everything, I think we can get out of here. Yeah, that's it. Luke, do you want to plug where people can find you? Should I plug where people find me? What do you want to do? Yeah, why don't you plug where people can find you? Um, you can find me, Molly, at your friend Molly on Twitter with a Y-E-R. Uh, you can find me at audioentropy.com. Obviously, where this is being hosted, you can find me at ineedmail.com, etc., etc., uh, you can find me on Twitter at SSJ Speed Racer. Uh, you can find this show on AudioEntropy.com, alongside a whole bunch of other great shows like uh, uh, Teenagers with Attitude, Life is a Reprise Way. Uh, We're not even going to be one? doing that podcast by the time this shit comes out. We're totally going to... Episodes of that will have come out by the time people yeah, are hearing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I got a little buffer build up so that I can get the early episodes up on Patreon. That's true. Like, we're probably... This is probably coming out in, like, a month from now. Yeah, that's true. It's not that so far. I, yeah, it, it's God. fine. Scary. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, Life is a Reprise Way, Let's Place. Uh, what are some ones that I'm not involved in? Uh, there's Strangers Fiction, another actual play podcast. D-Comedy. D-Comedy, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of good stuff on AudioEntropy.com. Yeah. Um, and uh, once again, if you would like to support us in our endeavor to make a cool RPG, you can go to uh, Patreon.com slash Playtest and uh, kick us a couple bucks. We'd yeah. sure like it if you contributed at $5, but we will appreciate anything you're willing to offer us. Yeah, that would be lovely. Thank you, everybody, so much. Yeah. Um, and with that, yeah, I think uh, I think let's get out of here. Yeah, I think we're good here. All right. We'll see you. We'll see you next time. <laughs>